senses and my my hands, everything, my whole body just lit up. I get those goosebumps every time You come around, yeah You ease my mind, you make everything so fine Worry about those comments I'm way too numb, yeah It's way too dumb, yeah I get those goosebumps every time I need the hype Throw that to the side, yeah I get those goosebumps every time, yeah When you're not around me Throw that to the side, yeah I get those goosebumps every time, yeah, 713 Could've played one, yeah, I'm riding Why they on me? Why they on me? I'm flying I'm sipping low-key I'm sipping low-key and honest I get those goosebumps every time First game of the season. Oh. Amanda knows, lads. You know, lads. The Chatters know, and now Villa know. Get the goosebumps on. It's going to be one hell of a season. Welcome to season 23-24. Let's get it on. Pete, how are you? You know what? I was saying to you before we went live, I'm a bit ropey today. After, after the old day with the lads, I'm not gonna lie, but I tell you what, that goosebumps has uh, got me right in the mix and uh, put myself another. So, uh, cheers to you guys on a great three points. Let's get to it. Cheers, Pete. Cheers, Chris. How are you? I've not, to be honest, mate, I've not stopped smiling all day. Um, you know, seeing us top of the league first time in God knows how long. I think you said that on match of the day, didn't we? 16 years, was it? First time we've been top of the league after the first game. Um, so I'm absolutely buzzing with that. Um, yeah, I've just not stopped smiling. Just a, a fantastic performance. Um, and, you know, just it, 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 we're going to get into the game, so I'm not going to go on about it. But yeah, I'm topping me fantasy league with the boys. Um, and I'm top of the league with Newcastle. So yeah, if Carlsberg did weekends, that's how uh, I've been describing it. Nice, nice. And you're on holiday as well. So look at you, Chris. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, let's let's talk a bit about the game. Um, right, first up, um, uh, we'll do the team news. So team news for Newcastle is as follows. Tunali starts. Uh, Gordon in there over Barnes. Shar back as well from uh, injury. And Isaac over Wilson. But uh, what did you make of the lineup, Pete? Um. I was intrigued. There was a lot of questions that needed to be answered um, with regards to that. And you, you just mentioned a few of them. Um, uh, look, we, we've talked about it as a group of lads before. In, we, we all said Gordon deserved to start. He, he, he does fully deserved to start the game. I was a little bit disappointed Barnes hadn't because of, of the goal threat. But we'll get to that. 
Um, Tanani starting, I was surprised, I'm not going to lie. It was a pleasant surprise. I was happy to see him in there. Um, and then, really, everything else is kind of as as I expected it to be. I expected to ease at to start over Callum Wilson, the likes of Miggy, Joe Linton to mainstay, as is Bruno. And look, the back five's the back five. So, yeah, I was, they were the kind of standouts for me, uh, Gordon and, and, and Tanali, and, and we'll get to that in just a second. Sorry. Don't apologise. Uh, but, no, yeah, that was kind of my initial thoughts. Chris, your thoughts on the, the team as it dropped? Do you know what? I was really surprised, Daz. And I, I, I must admit, little confession, I've still not watched the away days for the Aston Villa. But I, I, I was really, what? really, really, yeah, I still haven't watched it. I, should, I need I to, I need to go up. back. I, was was I know, I know. I need, I need to go back and watch it. Yes. I do, I do. Um, I, yeah. Do, do I have to? Do I, sorry, Chris. Oh that God. was only two yeah. of us. <laughs> Come on. Oh, we have to learn we're meant to be Brandy and Blaze here. I know, I know. I haven't even got my bla- blazers over there. I've got to go and grab it. But no, <laughs> um, but no. I must admit, when when I saw the lineup, like my thoughts were, I was a bit gutted for Elliot Anderson. Not going to lie, because I thought he was absolutely outstanding in pre-season. Um, like you, Pete, I, I I was pleased to see Tenali, but also a little bit hesitant, you know, because obviously Eddie tends to, you know, take his time uh, bringing the players into the team. So that worried me a touch. When I say worried me, it probably didn't worry me, but it just left me with question marks, if you like. Um, but then, like, I noticed a lot of, and boys tell me if you felt this way, I noticed a lot of people, like, saying, oh, Wilson starts, Wilson starts. And I was thinking, Really? Like for me, I think Isaac starts all day, every day. Like I, I, you know, we we discussed it. Well, Pete especially from memory, saying next season, meaning this season, like we saw Isaac as the number one starter, and like some people saying that Wilson starts. I, I was I was a bit confused by that, but overall, I was pleased with the lineup. And for me, it kind of left me thinking: is is this our strongest eleven? Because to me. I, I couldn't really argue, other than Barnes and Gordon, uh, but I think Gordon deserved to start. I, I For me, that's, I think that is probably the strongest 11, as it stands. What would you say? What you say? Yeah, uh, you know, I, 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 something I was going to bring up as a question later on, and I think I'll leave it to quite a little question, because mm, I mm, think we mm, um, mm, for that. Um, so t- remind, remind us of that one later, later on, Chris. But let's let's ca- carry on. Um, this was the Villa side as well. Uh, how they lined up. Um, Noemi's side. Uh, right. Let's get into the game now. Rather than going through blow by blow like I used to do in the past, I narrowed it down to just the goals or the, the key highlights because there's way too much happening. So okay, first up, it's. A goal on six minutes for uh, Tunali uh, on his debut, and I'll talk you through that goal. But here's a little his little uh, celebration as well. But yeah, Bruno had a shot saved. Gordon was then down the wing, passed to J7, a little one-two. Gordon onto it again, and uh, Gordon put a cross in Tunali on the volley as he ran into the box back of the net. What did you make of that, Pete? We go to you. Oh man, <laughs> when you see that at the back of the net, oh my god, I was in dreamland. Um, 
oh, it's, it's just such a great goal. It, great passage of play, everything about it, from the Bruno shot, um, the way we worked the ball for Bruno's shot, and, and then we, you know, we transitioned the play. Um, Gordon, I love what Gordon did. Not, not the delivery. He just keeps the defenders guessing. They don't want to be anywhere near him. So he kind of, he plays it to Joe Linton, and he drops forward and bangs on the turn. And the defender's already got three yards to, to to make up on it. And the ball gets played in. Lovely delivery. Perfect delivery on his weaker foot as well. Um, but this is why we bring Sandra Tonali and pay 55 million for players like this. Because players like this do this instinctively. Um, he was signed potentially as a number six. He can play on the right side of the field, but he pops up on the penalty spot to put you one nil up in a in a big game. Um, these are what big game players do, um, and you know the the execution of the goal is unbelievable. That ball was hit like you know was it, I think it was on the on the half volley. It might have been on the volley. I'm not quite sure, but to keep that ball down uh, and to hit it so emphatically the way he did. Just absolute top class. This is what you pay your money for. It's for top class quality footballers. Brilliant goal. Top class. 100% there, Pete. Uh, Chris, your thoughts on Tunali's goal? It's brilliant, wasn't it? It was absolutely brilliant. I mean, like, <laughs> I had to do a double take because when, when, obviously, you know, we we saw Gordon, Pete's right, you know, he, he leaves he leaves the fullback guessing. And, you know, because he's got that base to pace and, turn, you know, drop of the shoulder and he just turns, players tend to stand off him. Um, and then, so he looks like he's going to his right. He then feigns, go back to the left, and then he hits it on his left foot. And I forget who it was. I think it might have been Craig Hope saying, you know, this is the advantage of having someone like Anthony Gordon who's comfortable on left or right. And he, he yeah. puts the cross in just the right height. I think it goes over Conser's head. I think it was Conser. Um, and I, I had to do a double take because at first I thought it was Bruno. You know, because Bruno arriving late in the box, and then I looked and I was like, "Oh my God, it's Tenali!" Because uh, I just wasn't expecting him to, you know, like yeah. come scissor kicking, like karate chopping in the air to like finish it. And it was a great finish, great finish. Um, and I made up for them because hopefully, you know, this is the start of something now. And you know, what what better way to mark your debut with scoring in what four, five, six minutes? Um, and it really set us on a on a good path. But uh, yeah, great goal, <laughs> arrival in the box. Didn't I didn't really and we were told, weren't we, when we first got to Nali not to expect goals. So for them to go and do that was uh, was brilliant. Yeah, no, I, I agree, Chris. And like I wasn't expecting that either. Like I, all the all the other great points points about him when I was talking about him ages and ages ago. Uh but did, it was like a double take as well. Uh, that's Tunali. Yeah. He could do that as well as everything else, as a, and the exceptional passing and and uh, dovetailing with Bruno and everything else. Ah, oh, class. Looking forward to, to just watching him this season. Never mind everyone else and what else we're going to do. Right, let's move on. Ten minutes. Uh, go. We're into the tenth minute now. And uh, yeah, okay. Spoiler alert: Diaby scores. But uh, it was it was a nice little finish as well. Uh, Pope. Uh, didn't die for it because there was there was no point. It was good and there was no save in that one. Uh, Cross came in uh, at the time. J Seven looked to be the closest. Looked to be kind of marking the Abbey. It probably probably wasn't his man, but he was uh, he was the closest at that time. But uh, yeah, volleyball by the Abbey back in there, one all. Um, but do you want to blame anyone there, lads, for that one? Um, the only slight issue I had with it, well, there was two. Um, and they're only really slight issues. Watching it 
in real time, I said two things. I said Trippier needs to get to the ball quicker, stop the cross. Uh, he doesn't get close enough uh, when the ball gets put into the box. Uh, I think it's a great flick on by Watkins. I don't think any anyone yeah. would anything about that. That was brilliant. But I thought Byrne got dragged into the wrong player. He, he got pulled across with the wrong player. So by the time the ball falls to the person he should be marking, he's too far away to get there. But you, like, it, it's an outstanding finish. On his, on his, again, on his weaker foot, we we know about him anyway, so not surprised. But they're the only two things that stood out for me: is Trippier not getting to the cross quick enough, and Burn getting pulled away by the wrong player. But then, look, we're talking about little things yeah. here, but they 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 ultimately made the difference. That, from my opinion, anyway. I'm sure Eddie will uh, dissect it and uh, pinpoint the, theirs as well. But um, yeah, you can't take a. It gets better after that. But Chris, you're talking. I think it's. On it's worth pointing out as well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when the when the ball comes in, it like takes a deflection, which lands nicely on Watkins' head, and then it goes. You know, Watkins does a good flick, not not knocking it at all. Um, the only the only criticism I'd say, because as I say, it when when he when he crosses it, I'm sure it takes a deflection off uh, someone's back, or it, the ball spins so that it goes more towards Watkins' head. Um, so I'd, I kind of seen it as a little bit unlucky as well, unfortunate from Villa's point of view, although they improvised very well. And again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I kind of felt Joe Linton was a little bit in no man's land because he's, he's in the centre as the ball comes in and he's not picking anyone up. And I thought, you know, spare man there, you know, you could, could have picked him up, could have, could have, would have, should have. But I think I think the fact that you know the, uh, the the ball took a slight deflection probably changed the the direction of the ball completely in terms of where it would have ended up. But then fortunately, it lands on Watkins' head, who directs it very very well. And as Pete said, the Abbey great finish. Cool. Let's move on because five minutes later on the fifteen minutes, uh, we had another goal. That is me, mom. <laughs> Anybody know Chris? <laughs> yeah, me, mom. Hey, Chris's mom. <laughs> Hey, Chris. Hey, yeah. Welcome to Lotus. Make sure you've subbed. Make sure you've subbed. <laughs> I know. I hope she has it. Oh, well, she, she's writing comments, so she must have subbed, mustn't she, Daz? Yeah, yeah. She's subbed up there. there. She's subbed. She's done, she's done the right thing. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Right. Let's go on to the, the ease at goal. So, um, uh, here it is. Um, that's throwing me now, throwing me off off guard. Uh, right, <laughs> right. Uh, trips free kick. Uh, took takes a short one to Tunali. Um, ball in from um Tunali in a Botman slides across, connects with it. Uh, it goes across the goal, and Isaac finishes. Var do a check as well, but everything is good. The goal stands, two one Newcastle. Chris, we'll go to you first on that one. What, what do you think of Isaac's uh, first goal? I well, I thought Isaac <laughs> being right place, right time. You know, he's 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 poacher. You know, when you watch it back, initially he looks offside, but then obviously there's another transition in play, and he's onside, so he, he's timed just one well. But the the ball from Tonali, the ball from Tonali, and then Botman to stretch, and then hook the ball back across the you know across the front of goal, and then Isaac's just there, ready. In fairness, I think you know it, it. It probably would have been a perfect goal for someone like Callum Wilson as well. You know, I think I think Callum Wilson, you know, would have uh, would have been no doubt in roughly the similar similar position. Um, but yeah, I just I, I thought Tonali's ball was just brilliant, like ball into the far side. Botman anticipates it, and 
you know, don't underestimate as well the cutback in from Botman because he's he's really yeah. stretching and then to direct it so straight back across goal, he he did really well. So um, yeah, really really impressed with this goal. Hang on, I'm just thinking. Like, is is Chris's mum going to be a fan favourite and loaded just like Bruno's dad? That's what it looks like could happen in the, in the chat. Who knows? Could happen. Who knows? Could happen. Pete, your thoughts on, on Isaac's first goal? Well, my thoughts on Chris's mum is she needs to have a word with Clark because we're, we're not very happy with him at the moment. So that's the one thing she needs to do on our behalf is uh, tell Clark to sort himself out. Um, <laughs> um, uh, in, in terms of the goal, uh, lovely, well-worked move and clearly something that they practised uh, I think we've already touched on it. I was going through the comments, so I apologise. Um the delivery from Tenali is pinpoint. It's pinpoint. Like it's really interesting. I don't know if you did. You guys see the the little short with um, Trippier in the build up to the new season. He was talking about who who he thinks oh, the, the top goal scorer is. Set pieces. Yeah. He said himself on like ninety percent of it. But what was really interesting on set pieces, he said him and and, and Sandro. He and Sandro. It's clearly something that they've worked on, yeah. and we know. Now, having watched him and seen the clips and all the kind of his best bits, if you've been on YouTube and the rest of it, he's brilliant at set pieces. He knows in, in his pinpoint, in, in his delivery. And so that going in there, brilliant from Botman to get across. And he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a natural-born finisher. Um, great goal at a great time from a great player who's a great age. Um, <laughs> so, oh, hang on, hang on, Pete. You can't just say that because... Just you just point, you point anymore. Point, point, Pete. Um, he's a great age. He yeah. sure is, Ellie. You're, you're, on it, you're on it, Ellie. You're on the money. Wait, that's Amanda I love and that. Eddie. Don't watch you watch Lord. Uh, Who next? Mad Dog. Mad Dog's the next one. Um, he, he won't that's, be long before. Top level. <laughs> Definitely. But look, what what can we not say about that goal? That's not fantastic. Uh, brilliant goal. Um, absolutely buzzing. Like again, I, I reiterate, the time in which we scored was crucial. We hit straight back with them again once they equalised, and I think that took the the stuffing out of them. Um, the other thing I was going to add, and I don't know if you're going to bring this up, Daz, as a point. If you were, I do apologise. Um, but I did want to mention this, and Geordie Team for Life has uh, already mentioned it. So I put what Geordie Team for Life said on yes. the chat. Said I really felt for Mings. Um, uh, as much as I don't rate him. I don't like seeing players in real pain, no matter who they are. Now, like you guys know, and the Villa boys know, Rich and Billy, I, I, I've always had my kind of issues with Mings as a player. Um, but that was really hard to watch um, as an opposition fan to see him in so much pain. It was clearly something very, very serious. Now he's already had problems with his ACL before when he was at Bournemouth, and I hope it's not the same one. Because if it is, that's twice now, and that could be potentially a career ender, depending on how bad it is. So, um, you know, obviously, hopefully, a speedy recovery. Um, you know, the the fans in the stadium were outstanding, uh, yeah. clapping him off and really showing respect. And no matter what the rivalry is, um, I just wanted to kind of reiterate that point. That obviously, it really wasn't a nice moment to go through. And lots of our players, Isaac and Trippier and whatever, were to check and make sure that he was okay. It's a fair play, but um, no one at fault. It was an accident. These things happen, yeah. but uh, not nice to not nice to see. So fair no. play, Jordan two for life for um, bringing that up as a conversation because it's important. And that's 
that's exactly where I was going there, Pete. Sorry, but that went, and, and uh, but yet, no, we, we've we've covered it now, uh, and it it's just as well, if we pick up from there, then the, the game was a lot quieter than for the next ten minutes or so, and and then of course it dragged on because all that that, that time uh, until we got to, to half time. But uh, it was um, ah, actually there's one other big talk talk about right before half time, and it's uh, Martinez where Martinez uh, uh, comes outside the area uh, and he cleans Miggy uh, and uh, he gets the yellow card for it. But I'll ask the question: Why was that not a red? <laughs> Should have been. I'm, I'm still, I, I don't know, sorry, Pete, I've just jumped in there. I'm like, no, no, go what, for it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what Pete's thoughts are on it. And I get the whole rule. I understand that. And like, maybe maybe if it wasn't us, maybe I wouldn't feel so passionately about it. But even when I still watch it, the big problem for me is there's no intention whatsoever to play that ball, whatsoever. So I think the benefit of the doubt has to not be given to him because he it's cynical. And, you know, people say, oh, there was a defender there, there was a defender there, but there's nobody, he, it, that defender can't use his arms in the box. So for me, I, I I don't know, just because it was so cynical and then after it, like I, I do quite like Emmy Martinez because I know people hate him, but I like the way he's a bit, he's a bit of a wind up, a bit of a shit house. Sorry, mum. <laughs> I like I like the way that he, 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 he pushes boundaries, but I like, I like that in players. Yeah, <laughs> I like that in players. Uh, and then I see it after it, you know, when he done it to Miggy and he was like, and I thought, you wind up. Like he was he was doing it on purpose, like giving him the thumbs up and smiling at him. Um, but I, I think he got away with one. I understand why it's a yellow, but it doesn't make me like it anymore because there was no, there was no intention whatsoever to go for the ball. So you can call it clever, you can call it canny, you can call it whatever you want. But I think as a, as a referee, I think, yeah. Yeah, that's essentially what it is. It's using the using the rule book to your advantage. And you know, if he tried to get the ball and he didn't get it, you might go, Oh, you know, there's a man there. He had no intention of going for the ball, no intention whatsoever. And that's why I think it should have been red. You're not gonna defend him, Pete. And I'm 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 in in full agreement with, with Chris. Um yeah. It it, it makes it, look, it might be slightly wider, but it goes back to the Pope against Liverpool situation. Um, yeah. it, 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 he was still pushing him out wide. So Salah was still going out wide with the ball. Yeah, um, he would have had a more of an open goal to shoot at had he got the ball under control. But um, we, had, we also had two players getting back and there was no guarantee that he was going to put the ball into the net. He got a record for that. So for me, Martinez, who blatantly was trying to stop him um, and, and pulling him back. Miggy, as quick as he is, if he'd have not been pulled back, would have been able to cut inside because there was no defender around him and have a clear shot on goal. And if it's anywhere either side of, I think it might have been Pau Torres at the time or somebody else, um, at that point, he's either handing on it, yeah, he's either handing yeah. it or it's 3-1. It's as simple as that. Right? So it is, it, I, I was frustrated with it. I, was, I knew they were going to give a yellow card. I knew it. They weren't going to make that sort of decision um, on the first game of the season. But I, I'm in full agreement with Chris. I, I, I think I think it was a poor decision. I really do. And as well as costing Newcastle a potential goal, it cost Miggy points in my fancy football team. I wasn't happy. <laughs> I wasn't first happy with that one. Uh, right, we got to halftime. 
uh, 2-1 up. And look at look at Bruno there, there. What better hype man would you could you ever hope to have in your team? <laughs> love him, love him. And that, and that stupid haircut, Bruno. But uh, yeah, love it. Uh, right, let's move on. Uh, into the second half and uh, on to the 57 minute. Uh, we have another goal. Uh, Isaac with another goal. And I'm going to talk you through this one because, uh, and I've got pictures of this one. This one, this one uh, right. Um, a, a miss hit from a Conta. Uh, and then Isaac gets the ball. Uh, and he takes a nice little dink right over the keeper and right over Pau as well. Back of the net. Uh, cue the celebration from Isaac. I love that face he does when he scores. <laughs> it's class. And also, uh, then I'm automatically, he gets another pop. So he's the first <laughs> pop of the season, which I love to see as well. But uh, what a goal. Uh, I know uh, I was showing this goal to my little boy. He was like, he said, oh! he couldn't believe it. It was some goal, some finish from, from Isaac. Only he can do that. As, as, as uh, who said, I can't remember who said it. Uh, it's, it's such um it was Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank, I think. Such uh, an instinctive thing to do for, from from Isaac. And he doesn't think about that. He just done, and then he's, he seems to even shock himself. But he he's so so class, and I'm glad I picked him for my uh, potential Premier League player of the season on on that performance. But um, lads, Pete, we go to you. Your thoughts on uh, Isaac's second goal to take us three one up? Um, quite simply, just world class. Um, it's a world-class finish from a, a player that is soon uh, and rapidly becoming a world-class striker. Not quite there yet, but I genuinely believe that there will not be long until he's he's been talked about as a genuine world-class striker. We've talked on this channel before. He has everything. He's the complete striker. Um, and only... You know what? Jimmy Floyd Hatzelbank said it absolutely right on Saturday. You can't teach that. You cannot yeah. teach that quality, that ability to score a goal like that. It can't be taught. That is a natural talent. Um, and to go with all of his great abilities and what he's got, his pace, you know, he's clearly booked up because his power and his strength holding off the ball. And then to be able to produce those moments of magic. He's beat three players there. He's sat down a World Cup winning goalkeeper. He's beat Konza and then he's lobbed the ball over Paul Torres to put that ball into the net. That is not easy. There are so many variables that could have gone wrong and stopped that ball from going into the net. He made that happen. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I don't think there's probably anyone else in the pitch in an attacking situation like that that would have scored that type of goal. That's as much kind of praise that I can give to him. Um, world class. On Chris, had a goal. It was, it was funny. I was waiting. I was thinking, is he going to come to me or Pete first? And I, I was literally, Pete, Pete just, Pete just took the words out of my mouth. Like it was a world class moment. That that's that's simply what it was. I literally, like, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. I literally screamed the house down because I was like. No, I and I was messaging my mates, and they always go, particularly the Everton ones, like, "Oh, yeah, he got he got fortunate there, didn't he? Got fortunate there because Concert tried the little ball roll, forgot to take the ball with the ball roll, which was which was you know unfortunate from Concert, but it's that split second where Isaac makes a decision to do the shit, and I I I, I said, no no other striker, no other striker in the Premier League for me would have done that." I genuinely don't think he was. And I said, at this present moment, Isaac is the second best striker in the league. 
that that's that's just how it is. Because if you're doing if you're picking a team, everyone's going to pick Haaland. Um, but your second choice, in my opinion, at this moment is either. And I don't even I don't even think Haaland would have scored that. Just you know the 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 it was the it was the cuteness of it. I think that's what the commentator said as well. It was the cuteness of the chip. He didn't hammer it. He didn't you know take a touch and then go wide and then smash it. He literally just he saw the moment and he thought right keep us out think, and it's that instinctiveness. And Pete's right. What uh, Jimmy Floyd's Hasselbank says it's it's exactly right. Um, and the confidence he's showing, but he's he, we've seen this at the back end of last season. You know, we saw the goal of Goodison. I, I, I was there for it, seeing the goal of Goodison, um, where he set it up for Murphy. And it's just little moments like that. And there's not many other strikers who, who can do that. I've spent the afternoon watching Darwin Nunes. Darwin Darwin Nunes wouldn't have scored that. Darwin Nunes, Darwin Nunes I think Liverpool fans now are starting to look at us and going, might have picked the wrong guy here. Because sixty-three million for for Alexander Isak. He, he, if we were to sell Alexander Isak now, it, we wouldn't even entertain offers less than a hundred mil. No way. No, especially with the the prices they've been quoted in the, the last couple of days for players. Yeah. Um, and, and and what yeah. he's twenty-three. That's what, me, not, another excuse. Yeah, another excuse. Hang on, hang on. Um, he's a great age. It's a fact. He's early. He is some age. He is some he's age. He's a great age. <laughs> Um, what was I gonna say? Yes, Adam. Yes, Eddie. How does watch 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 Lord Lord Magin UFC? And you know who it else watches it? It's it's a man in the chat that has uh decided to give us a super chat. Super chat received. Oh, over to you, Pete. Yeah, we've got it. So massive thanks to uh our very own Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy Moore. Jimmy. Thank you for your four dollars ninety nine. And says, hello everyone. Can't believe uh, they referred to Liverpool Chelsea match as a top six battle. The network overhype in the cartel clubs is sickening. Uh, I'm inclined to agree with you, Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Watching that performance today, I don't know whether you boys watched it. I thought we'd smash these, both of them. I can't wait. I'm going out with my mates on the 27th and I can't wait. I have literally because because last season I was dead confident, and then you know um, we had the two goals which kind of came out of nowhere, and then Nick Pope's coming out like clean and trippy and out getting sent off, and I was like, this time we're getting you, this time you are going to get it, and I, I'm feeling really confident. Man. Hey, and if you wanted to argue with Jimmy, you couldn't because you would have no hope of winning. Jimmy would would bury you. Um, right, let's move on. Uh, let's go to 76 minutes and uh, on this time to the Wilson goal. Uh, yeah, Tunali released Barnes. Barnes ran down the wing, uh, squared it inside to Wilson, and Wilson applied the finish. Uh, VAR did a check. And the goal stood. Uh, so that is our fourth goal, 4-1 at this stage. And Mr. Callum Wilson, getting, who came off the bench uh, along with Barnes, and gets on the mark. So, yes, the battle is on between uh, Isaac and Wilson. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch that battle uh, uh, as uh, who's going to be top goal scorer as well. But, uh, Chris, I will come to you first for this one. Your thoughts on Wilson's goal? Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the is this the one where Tonali hits it cross fields, but like bends it? Was it was it was it was it was it that moment? No, that that was. Oh, was that no? That, and, and Murphy. Yeah, sorry, I'm getting mixed up. No, this is the one, isn't it? Where Murphy is that the one where Murphy dinks it past the central midfielder, runs round him, and then gives it to Barnes, and then Barnes runs down and then cuts it back to Wilson. Is that right? Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, I, I, I believe the Murphy when he, Murphy plays through to Harvey Barnes for Harvey Barnes's goal. Um, I yeah. think you might be right with regards to the Tonali over the top. Someone will confirm in the chat. Yeah, confirm in the chat. Right over to Harvey Barnes in, and then he's in on goal, and then he squares it to um, to Wilson. To um, yeah. yeah. It's just a, just a, just a really nice team goal. Um, that was probably the goal that you know when obviously you know it confirmed the three points, didn't it? I know it was three one at that point, but it just kind of sealed it. But it was so nice, wasn't it, to kind of. You know, see see our front three change. So we went from Gordon, Isaac, um, Gordon, Isaac, and Miggy to then Barnes, Wilson, and Murphy, and then we go and do that. A, a fantastic team goal. Um, and I was made up for Wilson. It was funny actually. I don't know whether you picked up on this, but Wilson Wilson didn't look overjoyed, and I thought, is he annoyed because he was thinking I should be starting this? I should be. I should be. You know, I should be the main guy. Because every time Wilson comes on, he does the business, and I do I do feel for him in that respect. But a great a great um, a great team goal um, from you know a few players, and um, yeah, really 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 good goal. And funnily enough, when it went to VAR, I was convinced. I I, I didn't have any doubts um, that you know it was onside. But yeah, good goal. Really really enjoyed I, it. I had my doubts there in that one at first uh, that that it was going to be because because he didn't overly celebrate either. I think that's mm. kind of led me to think that okay maybe this is going to be off here. But uh, um, but yeah, we should say as well hit that like button uh, as well. Never set a target at the start, so let's give you guys a target. Five hundred likes, Ooh. first win of the season. It has to. You have to. Got to. Got to. Five hundred likes. <laughs> 227 people in the chat uh, at the moment uh, watching. Uh, so, yes, hit that like button. And the rest of you, when you're watching the playback, hit that like button as well. Pete, your thoughts on Wilson's goal? Um, superb finish. Not easy. Um, I was pulling my hair out. I'm not going to lie. Um, with Harvey Barnes, he had a couple of opportunities where I just want him, when he's in the on goal and he's coming in on, on that left-hand side, I just want Harvey Barnes to shoot because you know he's you know he's capable of scoring, and I think he'd already, or I think he'd already had a couple of chances already on that left hand side. But it, it was a really well timed pass, um, and it's not actually an easy finish because it's 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 kind of coming away from his body because where he guides it into the corner is away from his body, and you can sometimes really easily mess them up. Um, but it was seamless and. Martinez had no chance whatsoever. Um, but you can see, uh, and I think, I can't remember who mentioned it, um, but you could see, you know, last season when Wilson was coming off the bench and he was angry, looked angry, he looked so like, like genuinely beat off and just determined to just score. He had that kind of mentality um, when he came on. He clearly wasn't happy and I wouldn't expect him to be. Um but he was gunning for them big time and it was a really kind of ruthless finish. Um, loved it because this is what Wilson's all about. Uh, perfect timing. Cool. Let's move on and we'll go to the 90th match. And uh, uh, Chris, you better get ready here because I'm going to ask you to do the celebration in a second. But uh, we had uh, uh, Barnes' goal. We had a Murphy with a beautiful ball through about three Villa defenders. Barnes one-on-one -on -one with the keeper and he slots it home. So. Chris, over to you for the celebration. By the way, did Love you it. see? Love it. 
did you see the guy in the crowd doing it? Did you <laughs> yeah, see the yeah, slow mo yeah. of it? It was so good. He like times it to perfection, then just goes <laughs> right back at you. I love that us. celebration. Absolutely love that celebration. Do you know what? I was made up for Harvey Barnes there because correct me if I'm wrong, I say this all the time. Um earlier there was a moment where Barnes was very, very unselfish and he squared it to Wilson. And I'm screaming at the telly going, take that yourself, take it yourself. And I'm sure it was before he ended up scoring because Barnes should have just put it, it, got a shot off. Barnes should have just took it himself, but he gave it to Wilson. And then I think it was, um, I think it was Conze who got in the way. Um, was that not the one right before that where Wilson scored that we're just after talking about? I thought, yeah. I thought it was, it was in between the fourth and the fifth. Oh, oh yeah, it could have been. There was an identical yeah. one. Chris is right. There was an identical one. Where he runs for on goal, and you're thinking, shoot, he's shoot, score. he's a goal, and he and he lays it to Wilson, yes. and it, and Martinez makes an unbelievable save, and it's like, to be fair, yes, that was an eightieth match that happened, yeah, yeah, that was a good one as well, yeah, and then but then he go, he more than go, he goes and makes up for it, and it was great, great for him to get his goal as well, really good finish. I think Martin has got a touch on it actually. But he wasn't. He wasn't going to stop it. He wasn't going to stop it because he put loads of power behind it. Um, so Stephen's going to oh, give away oh. free membership if we get to. Um, uh, I imagine we've already gone to that point now. So I don't know if we've. I don't know if we've achieved it. I don't know whether that's still on because I am slightly behind by a few minutes. But did we achieve it? Are we at a hundred? Not quite sure. Can we open that up and maybe try it again? If it doesn't, let's get us up to. 104. 104. So 104. 104. Made it then. Keep going. Higher. Higher. 105. It's like, it's like us. We, we, we're delighted with 5-1. With we could have even got more than 5-1. But 5-1 was the final score. Um, could have, should have, would have. 5-1 we will take opening game of the season. And uh, Eddie was a happy man as well. Uh, who uh, who uh, With Tonali there, the player he fell in love with as he watched him play uh, there last season. Uh, yeah, but uh, class uh, hug there between uh, Sandro and Eddie. And there, uh, of course, there's uh, going to be a picture as well, the team shot. Here we are. We're back again to kick us off of the season. There's a team photo. Everyone there, all absolutely delighted. Class. Love it. Love it. So... That is the a quick run through the game, lads. Um, I think we'll rapidly go into our, our uh, ratings, and we're going to keep this really snappy uh, this year. So we're going to all say it together what our ratings are for each player, and we'll move on straight away. Right. First up, Pope. Seven for me. Uh, sorry. Uh, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> lost in the, in the land of Pope. Uh, I'm going to go eight. Uh, made eight. some distributed well, a couple of good decisions. Eight. Chris? Um, I'll, I'll go with you, Daz. I'll say seven. Uh, I have no complaints over Pope's display. So, yeah, seven. And of course, it was Nick Pope Day as well, actually. It was uh, Nick Pope yes, Day, wasn't so, it? Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Of course. yeah. Well, well, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, we'll move on. We're going to Trippier. Uh, I'm giving Trippier an eight. Yeah, Trips. Yeah, trips I'd give an eight. Uh, I thought it was very good. Same. Okay. Uh, Shar, I'd give him a seven. Same as Poppy. Um, Shar, I'll give an eight. 
thought he was uh, equally very good, um, considering his injury concerns. I thought he was brilliant. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. The fact that he's come back and he's not—I he, know he's been training all week, but he came back, slotted back in, and I, th- I thought he did. I thought he did well. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give Sean eight. You missed a trick there, Chris. Uh, <laughs> right, uh, we went to Batman. Of course, Batman got an assist. Uh, I thought he was—I thought he was uh, probably the best in our backline yesterday. I'm going to give him because I'm not going to do the point fives this year. I'm going to go give him an eight. Hold on, that's breaking news. No point five. Yeah, no, I'm sick of the point fives. Um, I thought Botman was outstanding yesterday. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with the point fives. I'm gonna give him a nine point five because I thought he was outstanding. Um, his distribution, his leadership, dealt with uh, Watkins so well. Superb performance. Long may it continue. I'm just gonna very quick. <laughs> It's horrible. I'm catching up on the chat and loads of people are talking to me more. And I'm like, what's going on? They're talking about Avon discounts and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, what's everyone saying to me, Mum? Mum, tell everyone I don't work for Avon. Can you tell everyone that, please? <laughs> um, going, sorry, going back to the subject. Yeah, Botman 9, um, because he did so well with that assist and just solid as usual. Of course, he was brilliant. So I'll, I'll stick to 9. I actually marked down all my defence before the start of the show. I had them all up at the same same rating you're giving them, but I marked them all down one. But anyway, I'll move on. Uh, Burn, I gave uh, Burn a seven. Um, Burn, Burn, I'll give seven point five. Uh, other than the gold that they scored, I thought he did really well. Um, yeah, I'd say seven. I think. But yeah, it, it would be harsh, I think, to to mark him on par with others because I don't think he was quite there. But he, he did, you know, he, I'm not knocking him. I thought he, he had a, a decent game, as Pete said, maybe by the goal. But uh, yeah, I'll stick seven. And that brings us to a defence um, to a conclusion. Let's go. We have a here we have a super chat. So. Super chat received. Ooh, we certainly do. Um, and thank you uh, to Frederick. Yep, yeah, it is. Uh, um, how high do you rate Alexander Isak? The pundits on Swedish TV um, said he is so underrated here in Sweden. Um, how do you think um, he can um, be? Uh, or how good do you think he can be? Firstly, welcome all the way from Sweden. Um, Thank you, Patrick. Watching the channel. But boys, questions out there. Alexander Isak. Gimme, gimme, gimme a striker from Sweden. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop singing. Um, I think I, I love Alexander Isak. I think he's 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 going to. I think this season he's going to be my favorite player, or, or ahead of Bruno. Bruno is my favorite player, but I think Isak's going to surpass him. Um, I think he can go to the top. Uh, I would I would agree what Chris said earlier. Holland is number one in the Premier League, but I think Isak is is going to cement his his name there in place as number two and. At the, in a prediction show, show, I said, I think he could be, potentially be the Premier League player of the season. Not only our player of the season, but the Premier League player of the season. Yeah. So, yeah. the Premier League's the best league in the world. Yeah, there's your answer, Frederick. Yeah. If if that if uh, Rasper Hoyland um, goes to Man United for what eighty odd million euros, how much is Alexander Isak now? Jesus Christ. Uh, how much would be in the market? He's not going anywhere, by the way. It wouldn't surprise me if he signs a new contract. 
um, which he'd well deserve if he gets 10 plus goals this season. World class, world class. He's on his way. He's on his yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's go back to our ratings. Um, next up is Bruno. Uh, he worked well with Tunali and uh, J7, of course. Uh, I, but I'm going to give him a seven for, for Bruno. Again, I, he's one that I marked down just before the show. I thought Bruno was unbelievable. Uh, I, I give him a nine. Um, I, I did. thought it was outstanding. That was one of the best performances he's put in in a black and white shirt, in my opinion. Um, really? Yeah, I do. I really do. Uh, that's the happiest I've seen him play on the football pitch for a long time. And uh, I, obviously, we're trying to keep the snappy and stuff, but there's a reason behind it. And I think Sandro Tonali is the reason. They have they have a telepathy understanding already, which has surprised me. And he plays with so much joy and understanding. The one-touch football that they play with each other Bruno and Sandro um, is just, it's of an elite level. It's an elite level midfield pairing. Joe Linton's the, the security guard. He goes and just kind of shops and puts out fires. Um, but those two have got a footballing understanding. As a footballer, they are on an elite level. And that's the happiest I've seen Bruno Gamera's play uh, for Newcastle for a long time. Um, and he, as an attacking threat, was so, so good. Um, and actually, a lot of the sweeping was done by Tonali in the game, not Bruno. And that's where he doesn't want to be. Back there, he wants to be further forward. Sandro allowed him to do that. Chris? So I'm I'm bang in the middle years. Um, I, thought, I thought Bruno was an eight. Um, he was probably... It sounds very honest with me, I'm saying this. I think he was probably the worst of the three for me. Um, I agree with you, Pete, when you say he looked a lot happier than what he's been in recent times. Because I'll be honest, at the back end of last season, he didn't. Well, we we all thought it was maybe an ankle injury or you know something wasn't quite right. Maybe he's in the number six. I don't know. And I agree, he looked far more comfortable than what he has done in you know times gone by. Um, but I still I still think there's more. Um, and I think not that he played bad because I'm giving him an eight. You know, I, I thought he was good. But um, I've gone higher with the with the other two. But um, but yeah, no, obviously you know um, he, he had a he had a good game. I'm not knocking him. Um, but it was nice. You're right. It was nice to see the smile back on his face. And you know, Daz had the picture up before. You know, with the celebrations and the he's so passionate, isn't he? And he's constantly geeing the crowd up. And I I, I do love that about Bruno. So uh, you know, yeah, eight for me. And it is great to see that 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 the they've got a, the chemistry there already, as you lose to Pete with with Tunali and Bruno. So yep, yeah. cool. Let's move on. Uh, next up is Tunali himself, and I'm giving Tunali ten. Uh, goal in his debut, um, that cross in or that the ball into to Bartman. He's passing it was excellent on on the day, and his strength as well. Uh, what a debut. Uh, so looking forward to, to seeing what else he can do throughout the season. But a 10 for me, for Tunali. Yeah, I agree. 10 for me. Uh, interestingly, uh, interesting to see a lot of the a lot of the journals that were talking down Sandro Tonali um, <laughs> quite quickly changed their tune on him uh, after the game. You know who I'm referring to. 
Um, hey, Jamie Redknapp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With regards to that, but um, Sandro Tonali put on an absolute uh, masterclass performance. Um, all that talk of Sandro Tonali uh, in, in the summer series against Villa and all the rest of it, <laughs> that's just been put to bed. Uh, it's not even a conversation anymore. Um, he he absolutely destroyed and dismantled Aston Villa's midfield on his own at times. Can't wait to see more. Ten for me, man of the match. Man of the match for me as well, actually. What? Ten for Chris as well. Man of the match. Man of the match all day. Um, he surprised me. I don't need to really expand on more than what you boys have said, but he surprised me how um, how ready he was. Not doubting his ability, because I think we all know he, he's got the ability. And in time, I think we would all, I said it to someone in the chat, in time, I think we've got a hell of a player on our hands. But he looked, he looked like he'd been playing in the Premier League for like two, three, four seasons. He, 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 was, he was brilliant. And the fact that we were so dominant over Villa in the centre of the park, it shows me as well that we learnt our lessons. Um, because, you know, we, we, uh, we saw what happened last season at Villa Park with the 3-0. And I, tactically, I thought Eddie Howe set us up brilliantly um, at the weekend. So, yeah, uh, Tenali, 10 out of 10, man of the match. Nice. Let's move on. J7. I've given J7 an 8. J7, um, yeah, I will go. I've got 8.5, slightly higher. I thought it was, again, I thought it was brilliant. Put out so many fires, links to play. Um, them, them midfield were genuinely scared of him. Genuinely scared of him. Like, like no one can break him. No one can break him, and I love it. There is a fear factor with Joe Linton there that defenders, yeah. defenders and midfielders don't want. Don't want none of it. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Absolutely love it. Eight point five. Yeah, um, I went. I went nine for Joe Linton. I thought. I just thought he was. He was brilliant. And I think now, <laughs> when people's talking, then. I think now he's my favourite player. I just, I just love him. I just think he's so good. And you're right; he does all the dirty work, and he, like he, you know, he bullies people, and he gets the ball, gives it. But he, he's so powerful when he's on the ball. No one's getting the ball off him, and he travels with it. Do you know what I mean? And he, he compliments now. Now we've got Bruno Antonelli. He compliments him so well because he just, he just gets on with it. And you know, he's shouting, he's screaming, he's whinging, he's moaning, and you know, he's. He's just full of energy. He, he he's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So yeah, Joel Linton there. Did he get a yellow card yesterday? Yeah, I don't think he did. Oh, did he? Yeah, I know Bruno did, but uh, yeah, okay. Stupid question, really. He looked I it, yeah, yeah. I, I think he did. Let me just double check. I'm pretty sure he did. I'm pretty yeah. sure he did because I was laughing about it. Pretty sure he did. Uh, okay, let's. Well, Chris oh, is yeah. checking that. Um, we're yeah. moving on to Miggy. I think Miggy had a poor first half. He had a better second half, but I'm giving Miggy a seven. Um, Miggy, oh, no, he didn't. He didn't. Ah. he didn't. I thought he did. Sorry, ah. sorry, Pete. I'm cutting you up there. No, no. I'm thinking of Tonali. Tonali got one at the end. Yeah, you know, I thought it was. Yeah, no, and, and Bruno got one for the imaginary cars. He's yeah. maturing, man. He's maturing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you get no cards. Yeah. yeah you I know. The city next week. It'll be it'll be a battery map and end up. Uh, and it will for sure. But um, uh, Miggy, Miggy was a little bit quieter, um, but his running and his pressing is infectious. Um, 
I just love it. Obviously, created that moment with Martinez that we talked about as well. Um, but yeah, I, I've got. To, I'm not going to lie. Like, I think this is something we might need to get used to. And the reason why I say it is because all of our good football went down the right hand side last season. But if you notice, all of our good football yesterday went down the left. Um, and there will be a balance there over the course of the season. But I think it's quite telling now that the that the left hand side is being trusted a hell of a lot more in attacking plays than than the other. So maybe trust is not the right word, but um, we were getting a lot more joy there. So like, I, I'll give him an eight. Um, good play, well, but um, yeah, that's that's it. Just okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, really, really good point you made there, Pete, you know, about um, all the attacking going on the left, because you're right, everything, and, it, and maybe that's part of our unpredictability this year, in that, you know, we need to try and mix things up, uh, and our left-hand side now is looking so stronger, so yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think eight's fair for Miggy. Um, oh, <laughs> yes. What are we celebrating? Yeah. The likes, I think that's oh, the the membership We've got 500 the, likes already the, oh, well no i think because steven's gonna gift i think memberships ah, um out cheers, i think we hit our target thank you, so thank you steven and thank obviously you, lisa for um pushing that <laughs> and allowing that to happen thank you both sorry thank about you, carry on. Uh, no 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 um yeah so i agree with eight for miggy um and again to refer back pete to that um kieran trippier interview um, he said, didn't he? Which, which was it? Which which Newcastle player would be the one that you'd pick in your team? And he 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 pointed out Miggy, didn't he? And said for his work rate. And in this Eddie Howe team, I think that's why that's maybe why he may keep hold of Miggy, just because you know his work rate is undeniable. <laughs> we say that all the time, don't we? But um, yeah, I, I think I think Miggy, yeah, I think Miggy's an eight for yesterday. Not not you know. Nothing outstanding, but as per usual, always gives 110 and, you know, did cause some problems for Villa. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, is Daz there? Oh, no, oh, he might be back. Um, nope. Just while... I'm back. Can you see me? He's back. You're uh, back. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. Back. You, um, I, you went just for a second. Um, just a, a quick one. Um, thank you, Stephen. Uh, for gifting the memberships. Um, brilliant stuff. Um, thank you for all your support with those memberships. Sorry, Daz. Yeah, it's like, it's something kicked off here, and I think it's, it's from my internet off. It's more of it, so I should start to pick up again in a second. Am I back? Do we go, do you want to go to Pete? Do you want to go to uh, Gordon, please? Yeah, yeah, I'll talk about Gordon. Uh, Daz, you can sort the interact. I think you're about three, four seconds behind um, uh, just on, on your responses. But um, Anthony Gordon, uh, I thought he was brilliant. I really, really did. The only thing he missed was was was, was a, a goal, but he created so much anyway. Um, he really kind of ran their their right hand side into the ground. Matty Cash, he had a tough he had a tough day yesterday. I, <laughs> I, I would normally feel sorry for a player in that situation, but it didn't. Um, but uh, Anthony Gordon gave him the right run around, and, and Leon Bailey, 
wow, the, the, there's a drop off there. The Villa fans are right. I rated him massively, uh, but he got the run around on that on their right hand side. And Bailey and Matty Cash, Gordon was the reason for it. Um, but you know what? It wasn't just his attacking ability. It was his defensive ability as well. Someone put in the chat. Um, I'll put it up in a second when uh, when Chris, when you're talking about it. Um, but there was a moment where I watched it the first half and thought, wow, that's, that was just quality. But yeah, for me, I would say, yeah, uh, 8.5. I think it was very, very good. Very good. Chris? Anthony Gordon. Uh, Oh, you bang, you bang up to speed now, by the way, Dallas. Um, yeah, I, I, I marked Gordon at nine. Um, I thought he was brilliant. Um, I just wish, I just wish he'd, he'd, he got a goal. Everyone, was, everyone else was getting in on the goals, and I, I felt for Anthony Gordon, but obviously he got the fantastic assist, didn't he? Um, for the, for the first goal. So, um, yeah, really, really happy with Anthony Gordon's performance. I just hope he can keep it up. And isn't it, isn't it nice that he's got, um, he's got. Um, Harvey Barnes beating down his neck just to make sure that he keeps that level of performance up. Not that I would have doubted that, but if you know you've got someone on, if you've got someone behind you who then comes on and plays particularly well, Harvey Barnes ended up getting an assist uh, and a goal. So Gordon knows he's got to keep his standards up high. But this is what healthy competition brings, isn't it? This is this is what makes this is what makes a competitive squad. So brilliant. You are a top rep favourite. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Mark, what are you doing? <laughs> Selling him out. Lynn, Lynn, we knew it. We knew it. <laughs> now it's confirmed. Hey, can't mess around. You can't mess, mess around with mum, Chris. You wait till, you wait till I ring you when I finish this show. <laughs> Mother's Day is going to be interesting this, this oh, year. Yeah, it will be. <laughs> yeah. I bet you the best selection I can for me, Bob. <laughs> uh, for me and Gordon, uh, he, he's got he's getting a nine. Uh, I thought he was class, he, and, and as you were alluding to, he he uh, drawed so many fouls in them, um, and they couldn't control him at all. Um, but yeah, class class performance from, from Gordon. Uh, right, we'll move on to Alexander Isaac. Uh, two goals. Uh, if Tonali wasn't on the pitch, he would have been my man of the match. But uh, no, Tonali uh, get that. Uh, he's getting a 10 from me, though, uh, Isaac. I thought he was, oh, oh believe it. He was unlucky not to get a hat-trick as well um, at one stage. as well. I can't remember when he was on, through on goal and the keeper saved it. But uh, 10 for Isaac for me. Isaac, um, yeah. I, I, he, he was, he, I think, he was unlucky not to get man of the match for me. I think Sandra Charlie was just so good. But, yeah, I'll give him a 10. Um, I'm so excited to see what we're gonna we're gonna get from Isaac this season. Um, but I leave it there. Ten, two goals, awesome, awesome, love it. Um, I'm, Chris. I'm happy with that. Ten, two goals, awesome. That that's it. It's brilliant. Yeah. Quality, man. Okay, that's our ratings. Um, yeah, uh, and a goal for, for Tunali and, and Barnes on, on their debuts. Uh, unbelievable. But I just want to give a shout-out as well to some of our winners in, uh, from the members' draw in the last little while because we've got some pictures. Uh, 
to Carl and Max, who uh, picked up the, the the new kit, the new yes. third kit there. Uh, and there is Max oh. celebrating in the pub, in Shearer's Bar after <laughs> the game. And uh, yeah, they had to drag him home. Uh, there was no no way he was coming home. He loved it. Oh. Uh, so a nice one, Max. And also to, to Lee Errington as well. And his son, Luke. Who are at the match and, and yes, uh, Lee is wearing the, the 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 kit that he got as well from uh, the members draw. So nice one, Lee. And uh, I think it was Luke. I think uh, I'm, I'm right. They put in the tweet. So uh, Luke, nice one, yeah. lads. Yep, yeah, uh, nice one. And uh, on to the next one. Hopefully uh, the next home game is another um, victory for us. But of course, there's another way game coming up uh, on next Saturday, 8 o'clock. I have a question for you, lads. Before we get to the, the, the league table, I have a question for you, right? This is what we kind of were thinking about earlier. And here, it's actually, we could probably class it as one of these. That's a loaded question, isn't it? Right. So <laughs> you, we, we said at the start, you, Chris, you made the point, oh, this, this is our uh, best 11, right? Yes. What if, what if for the City game, Eddie drops Miggy and puts Gordon on the right and Barnes on the left? Would you consider that as an option? Honestly, I would be shocked if we don't see that at some point this season. Um, I, I genuinely think that will happen at some point in the season. I'm not saying it'll be the go-to, but I think we'll have games where we'll, where we'll play with those two. Because I think if both players continue to play as well as they are, I think I don't think they're going to... It's going to be too hard to keep them at the team. Um, but it's, it's a, it reminds me a little bit of the Wilson-Ezak situation last season where they started to play Ezak on the left and they're playing Wilson up top. Is that they couldn't afford to not have them both starting. And I think we're going to get that at some point. But those boys are going to keep up the work. They've proven it. They've got themselves in a position now where they're where you know, Harvey Barnes is scoring and assisting. You know, um, Gordon is doing everything, assisting, just not getting the goals. But that will come. They just need to keep doing it. But then again, Miggy's got to step it up. He's got to get those goals that he did last season. So there's pressure on all of them, but it's good pressure. But I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see that at some point in the season. Chris. Very, very good question, Daz. And you could argue that you could argue that you, you know you are right. That could be the best eleven. Um, the only thing for me is, and this surprised me um, at preseason, like Anthony Gordon kept getting put on that left hand side, and we've yet to see him in a Newcastle shirt on the right hand side. Um, so that that would be my only question mark. Unless Eddie's keeping his, you know, uh, keeping a card up his sleeve or something like that, and he's going to just all of a sudden switch it, or we see the switch mid-game, I don't know. But I just, I don't know. Um, I think Pete, Pete, Pete's right in that, you know, it, it's definitely there. It's an option. But this, this is the beauty, isn't it, of the players that we've brought in. We've brought in players who, you know, feasibly can play anywhere across the three. We've seen it with Ezap, we've seen it with Gordon. Um, we've never we, we hardly ever see Miggy on the left. And when when Miggy played uh, for Paraguay, when he scored the goal for Paraguay when he last played in the international, he seemingly was more towards the left. And obviously he's left-footed, um, so yeah. I, I wouldn't rule it out. Um, but 
I think right now, I think I think the eleven that he started with against Villa, I would be very, very, very surprised not to see that eleven against City and probably for the next few games, all barring injuries, suspensions, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't rule it out. Definitely not. Okay, cool. No, uh, that's fine, guys. Cheers to that. Um, I want to just show up the the table as well because because we're top uh really that's the only reason there's no point showing it at this early in the season but look where we are top of the league uh with a nice green tick beside it and long may that continue on over the next especially the next couple of games coming up but it's sitting top pretty top of the league it doesn't really matter at this stage but it matters uh villa bottom of the league that matters um yeah um anything you want to say about the league table lads no, let's just end the season now. <laughs> pick up the trophy. Uh, end the season now, pick up the trophy. Um, Champions League football. Uh, let's do it. Why not? <laughs> cool. I'll stop sharing that then. Chris, yeah. anything you want to say about the league table? Over. No. Just keep it, no, keep it going. Keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> Pete, we'll go to the chat and see what's uh, there in terms of questions or points. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah, I think, Chris, you mentioned at the chat, um, we're on 8.31 at this point, and there wasn't anything in the chat at, at that point. So I'm not sure if it's down or something's happened. No yeah. idea. Um, so if someone wants to drop something in the chat, just let us know. Let yeah, no comments for six minutes, which is very yeah. unusual. Um, <laughs> I thought it might have been just my end. But... It's been constant. But um, to yeah. be fair... Uh, yeah, it, it might well be something. We had this a while ago, didn't we, where we the, did. the chat went down yeah. and everyone thought the, the show was finished. But we've oh, still got 270. It's still going on the internet, uh, on, oh, on yeah. YouTube, but it's just that we're we're not getting them coming through. On uh, Yeah, so apologies for that. <laughs> so, I, tell probably, you what, probably, I was going to say, it's probably not a good thing, but it's probably okay because we, we normally do the question section anyway, don't we? But for everyone listening... Um, you know, we're, we're not ignoring you. It's just the fact that there's no, we can't see any comments. Well, well just one thing, because we won't get that, is Dave Bullman has become a member. So ah, thanks, Dave, uh, Dave, for becoming a member. If, if, if our, our, if our uh, comments get updated, we, we'll give you a shout-out again. But uh, cheers to that, Dave. Um, but carry on, Pete. Go for the questions. No problem at all. Um, uh, we have well, there's some questions, there's some comments. I'll go to some of the questions. Um, GK, a question for everyone Did it seem like Miggy was making some runs slightly more central to the pitch as opposed to last year? Perhaps it was in response to Villa's mm-hmm. tactics, but I noticed it. Did you boys notice anything like that uh, in the game, like GK? I didn't know I can't, so I can't say it. I can't say I did, but GK, I'm going to keep a lookout for that at the City game. Um, none more so than usual, I would say. I mean, obviously, we know that Kevin Trippier likes to overlap, um, and that yeah. automatically draws Miggy in a little bit. But no, I didn't. I didn't see that. But GK, you could be onto something. So we're uh, one to look out for at the City game. Mm. Yeah, you, you can you can understand if it was something else to try, try and because like last season you could just you could close your eyes and you knew what was happening. Uh Trippier, yeah. Miggy, yeah. Miggy, Trippier, you know. Uh, but yeah, cool. Great stuff, GK. Great question. Um Stu, uh, welcome Stu. Great to have you in the chat as always. Um, how good was the bench yesterday, man? Feels 
me with so much com so much more confidence. And he also adds, and still will it to come back too, uh, who wasn't even in the squad because he's still yeah. I think, three or four weeks away with his injury. But yeah, just just your uh, um, your comments and thoughts about the squad uh, and, and the strength of it going into the season, boys. Yeah, no, it, it is a hell of a lot stronger than, than last season. Uh, and there's at least one more to come. Uh, you know, Eddie has said that now twice, that, that he wants one more, uh, to, to, to bring in one more. So strength and depth. And even even if you look at the um, the uh, the reserve team, it's, uh, I don't think they're still, they're still called the reserve team, but the reserve team, you had uh, Lewis Miley and Alex Murphy playing in that and, and a number more, uh, Dylan Stevens, who are in around the, the, the first team pitch as well. Like they Last year, they would have been on our bench, uh, so they can't even get, in, get on our bench at the moment. So, uh, yeah, a hell of a lot stronger. Shoot. Chris? Yeah. Good to see, mate. Good to see. Um, Eddie, Eddie's spoken about strength and depth, and we need that for this season with the with the Champions League coming up. Um, but no, great to see, great to see. And I think um, I, I alluded to it a little bit earlier on the fact that we swapped our front three entirely and we still looked just as potent for me was really, really, really great. Um, Daz mentioned a couple of names there, you know, that weren't even involved, so it's exciting. And for me, um, I don't know what everyone else in the chat thinks. and we won't see it, but I'm I'm, I'm on the phone. So don't worry, I am looking. Um, let me know how many how many or let us know how many signings you think we're going to make. Because Eddie says he wants one. I I, I think that means we possibly get two or three. Um, yeah. I, I think there'll be one big one, but I do think we're gonna we're gonna try and bring in two or three because, I, well, yeah, I've just I, I just I don't think it's just one we're gonna go for. Has uh, Eddie acknowledged Tino De Romento yet? He's, is he still playing it down, even though he's on the bench? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, the bench is brilliant. We have we have developed this bread. The, the bench is going to be key to our successes this season. Yeah, um, there's no doubt about it. And I think we touched on it earlier on um, when we were, when it was in the US about. Um, the two teams in, in the, the front three and the back four and who's going to start who's not it's very very clear that, that there is a partnership brewing with Barnes and and, um, and Wilson but equally with Gordon and Isaac uh, their connection I think Miggy can play with both of those front two um, front two selections um, but equally so can Murphy um, so I think those partnerships are what you're probably going to see when rotation starts happening over the course of the season. But strength in depth is what's going to take us to the next level. Uh, and we proved it um, on Saturday. So great to see. I just wanted to add 270. Um, it, it, we're in the, it was in the chat. Um, we've got over 150 likes already. Let's get us up to that 500 target. But as well as that, Obviously, we announced that we had 6K uh, the other day, which was a fantastic milestone. But we're going to the next stage, so get along with us. So um, if you're watching and you're not in the chat right now, just click subscribe uh, and, and come and join us. Thanks for watching uh, and showing your support always. Um, and, yeah, come and join us in the Loaded family and put a comment in the chat um, once you've subscribed uh, and, and come and join everyone that's that's contributing to the show tonight. Uh, and we'll see you sometime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, we'll, and we'll catch up with it down the road. <laughs> the, the, the comment. I think we've we've all got our phones on, just checking 
things um, and keep an eye on it. It does happen from time to time with YouTube. It is, yeah. it is what it is. Um, yeah. uh, this one is from... Um, oh, where was it? I think uh, it's gone somewhere. Um, this was just a comment from John. Uh, one of the best things about yesterday was that we didn't <clears> seem <throat> to get out of third gear. And that um, I think that's... Um, it, it bows very well the rest of the season. Does anyone agree with that? What do you think, boys? Yeah, I guess we we didn't need to. In the, in, once the third goal went in, uh, three one up. Um, I think that we still we still had the intensity though. We still had the hunger to go and searching for for more goals. So, and I think if if we hadn't, Eddie would have had something to say about it as well. So, um, yeah, we probably we probably have another level we can go to, uh, and we'll we'll have to use that in, in the next Saturday. But um, yeah, it's it's great to have to know that we have more in the tank, John, uh, when we need it. Oh, you're on mute, Chris. Why do I do this every show? Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I was just saying I completely agree with what that said. I think um, I I know what you're saying, John, about us not getting. We didn't seem to get out of fair gear, but I think what's pleasing is it's just because we're so well drilled. I think we look. We, I think we look like we're just kind of going through the motions, but I agree with Daz. I think the intensity was there. The effort was there. Eddie, I wouldn't expect any less, but we could have done more, which is a bit scary. Like, I don't, I don't think, I didn't watch that game and think, oh my God, that's the best I've seen us play. I think we've played better, but we, we were, we were fantastic, uh, yeah, you know, with the weekends. And I think, I think that there's more levels to come. Um, so no, I, Daz, I think you, I think you're spot on in saying that. Yeah, the chat can see it. I can I can see what whoever's just wrote that in the yes, chat. Yes, yeah. But we just okay. can't see it on the screen. Mm. Yeah. Weird. Weird. Yeah. Hello. Um, Streamyard. Yeah. <laughs> Typical. Um, uh, here to the... Uh, is put, cheers, gents. Spot on. Uh, Isaac is arguably the second best yeah. number nine in the Premier League, only behind Harlem. We touched on that as well, yep. definitely. Um, he has to start... Um, Tanali was absolutely sterling yesterday, superb all round. So, yeah, just adding on to what we said about Isaac. Um, uh, just an additional question, boys. Like, look, he ain't leaving. He ain't leaving. But <laughs> what, what do you think? Hey, if I can, he ain't getting on no plane. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, he is, but to a Champions League game. And then he's coming yes. straight back again. Uh, but what I will say is. Um, what would you suggest Isaac's value is now from what you've seen of him in the last year? What is his value? For everyone in the else, everyone else in the chat as well, put your values that we'll check our phones and, and uh, keep an eye on it. But what would you value Isaac at now as a player? Not to transfer. If anyone from Saudi is watching, this is not, uh, this answer is not uh, a come and get me plea for to, to Isaac. So no, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to I'm going to try and say somewhat realistic and say 150 million. I wouldn't sell them, even consider anything else. <laughs> I like that times where you said realistic, and I thought, oh, he's going to say 100 mil, and then you said 150. No. Like I, I'm not disagreeing with you at all because for us to sell Isaac, yeah, I agree. It would take a figure in that region. Um, Trying to think of like, you know, when you go on those websites or, or even Championship Manager 
and you know a player's got a rating and you go, well, that's that's how much he's worth, but mm. the club would want more. I think we'd want 150 million to let go of him. Um, but for me, I think I, I think I think it would be reasonable to say 120. I do. But touching on what you've said, I'd want 150 to sell him. Um, so I'd I'd say I'd say probably one. I think his his value's doubles, uh, especially yeah. if he continues in the same vein. Because we've said before, you know, um, Darwin Nunes, ninety million, Hoysland, um, who hasn't even made that many senior appearances. What seventy five million equation in English sterling? Um, I'm trying to think of other strikers who've gone for big money, but 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 he he he's over and above. He, he, for me, honestly, he is genuinely the, the second best striker in the league. I really do, and I think it's going to be a fantastic battle um, when we play City because I, 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 it wouldn't genuinely, it wouldn't surprise me if Isaac stole the show. Really, wouldn't surprise me. Nah, um, I, I would agree with, with kind of what you both said. Really, I think Chris, you, you touched on. Uh, because I'm thinking what his value is now, and I would say his value is doubled of what it is now. So I would say anywhere between 120 and 125 is his value. But to sell him, I agree with what that said, 150. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And there's a key reason for that, is that there are not many elite strikers around the world right now. Yeah. There, yeah. There, there's just not. Like, no. like you, you, you touched on it already. Darwin Nunes, good player, good player. I watched it with Benfica, we, we all did. We really wanted him at Newcastle. Yeah, he hasn't yeah. he hasn't come in and done what Isaac's done. He's scored probably more goals over the period of time, but Isaac was injured for about five months um, and had to rebuild himself back up. Now, I, I think Isaac probably could have been looking at 20 goals had he, had he not got injured and he stayed fit um, this season. Uh, even Blahovic, remember in the first window, we were like, Blahovic, yes. we need <laughs> But yeah. now, like, Juventus want rid, like they, they don't even want him. Like, and that just tells okay. you everything you need to know. And these were big, big money strikers that were considered all considered better than Isaac and wanted more money than Isaac. Like, so you look at that now and you think, well, what sorry, Chris, what were you gonna say? No, no, mate. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I I um to back up what you're saying, if you approached top clubs around the world. And you said, "Oh, we'll we'll take your striker, and you can have Isaac." Ninety-nine percent of them take it, and and you could argue, Pete. Tell me, uh, Daz, tell me if you think I'm insane. Do you, do, yeah, it is a question for you. Do you think, given how Isaac plays and the fact that he can play off the left, the fact that he's twenty-three, the fact that he's he's showing he's doing it in the prem, it's a mad one. Do you think Pep Guardiola? Would prefer an Isaac in his team over Haaland. We've heard, we've heard people saying, "Oh, Pep, you know, Haaland doesn't fit Pep's, you know, structure. You know, the way Pep likes very fluid yeah. system. Haaland's a goal scorer, and I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that Isaac's better than Haaland for one minute. But all I'm saying is, in a Pep Guardiola system, would he take Isaac over Haaland? I think he would. I think he would. I'd say if if. Isaac wasn't at Newcastle, and uh, he 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 would be considered going from, um, uh, or would consider in the future. But he, he's not gonna he's not gonna have any joy trying to go from now. But 
no, we're not selling them. But at the same time, if you've got that 150 million, our FFP <laughs> worries go out the window. But then we have the problem as Pete then, indicated. Yeah. What striker out there can we have? Is um, Giancarlo Ramos gone to PSG? Does that happen? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Who's that, sorry? Um, from Benfica. Oh, yeah, Ramos. Yeah, Ramos. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, no, 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 I still want Isaac. What, okay. what do you think, Pete? Do you, would you would you think Pep was considerate? I think he's the perfect player for Pep's, Pep's uh, style. Um, Haaland is very much like Aguero, and Pep, as much as he talked to Aguero up, he didn't want him at the team in, in, in his team because he didn't fit the style. The goals made the difference, but he didn't fit the style. I think Pep's trying to make Haaland part of his system because he knows his ruthlessness in front of goal will make the difference and effectively help them on their way to win the treble. But I think as a fluid system, Isaac's uh, perfect. He is perfect. He can drift. He can pick up little pockets of, of, of positions. He's good with the ball at his feet. We know how good he is with the ball at his feet. He can link play. He can do everything. He is the perfect striker because he's the complete striker. All of the strikers are good at one thing, maybe two. Isaac can do the lot. And that's why I would say he's the complete striker. He can do everything. He can do everything. And there are not many in the world that are complete like him. I would say um, the closest to a complete striker is probably Kylian Mbappe. Um, and that, that's, that's high praise enough, um, I think. Um, they, they, are, they are the two complete strikers that can do everything, in my opinion. Uh, but but he ain't going anywhere. We have to emphasise that. This is a discussion and an yeah, opinion yeah. about what his value is, right? Not about him being sold. So I don't want anyone jumping about saying that, oh, Lodi are trying to sell off after one game. Oh, no way. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, and no. the other thing about him as well, he's like, he's, he's so cool and calm. Uh, uh, ice, ice man. But he's just, he comes across as a really nice guy as well. Uh, in, in the interviews and stuff, he just, just, you know, he doesn't have that big headness about him. Uh, so, credit to him uh, as well. And again, that'll be the, the no dickhead policy, I guess, that with Newcastle bringing in players too. But, um, right, let's go back to the chat. Yeah. Um, just some com generalized comments in there. Thank you, that um, here to there. Um, generalized comments. Jordan Two for Life says, I wonder if the Villa fans, Rich and Billy, will join us tonight. <laughs> uh, I don't they have another show. Them. Yeah, they have a show at nine, I think. There are a few show. Okay, so, so um, that'll be an interesting watch. I did after away days go on and show some support to to um, Rich's channel and just say, you know what, top man and all the rest of it because they're they are a great channel. Great And Rich and Rich is he lives in he lives in Newcastle, so he understands what it means to the to the city and the and the club. Um, what I will say is that Billy was very, very complimentary towards us. He, he dropped me a couple of messages after the game and just said, you guys deserved it. You were fantastic. You know, properly bigged us up and, and massive respect to Billy. Um, not from Rich, but obviously, like I said, Rich has got his own channel. So jump over there. Not not necessarily to gloat, but just to show support and respect yeah. and what we always kind of do. Um, so, yeah, um, thank you for that, Jordan Team for Life. We also have Rest of the League questioning Tanali. Um, come in and done exactly what expected from a Champions League quality player. Settled right in, um, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and long may that continue. 
uh, as well. Uh, John put, didn't realise how much strength in depth we um, we had until the Seller Cup last week. Um, uh, consequently, uh, the bench was very strong. How important is that for the wider season? We've kind of touched on that already, to be fair. But on the court, but I will, what I will add to that um, to ask you the question, boys, is that how do you think the squad will impact what we do specifically in the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup? So not the Champions League and the Premier League. How? What do you think? The squad that we've got now, how do you think that would impact us on both of those cup competitions, the Carabao and the FA? I think, yeah, they will have to play some of the fringe players in, in those cup competitions. Um, um, uh, like before, we were kind of fairly, when we were trying to arrest people, we were scraping the barrel a bit. It's not the case at, at this time. And we will put up, still be able to put out decent decent squads in, in those the early rounds of the cup. So, um I don't know. Welcome, seeing, 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 uh, giving, giving those other players a chance that 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 are probably in some cases are lucky not to, not to get a start, a regular start for for Newcastle. So yeah, should be interesting. Chris, anything to add on that question? Yeah, no, no I think um, I think just that it's it's an exciting time for the fringe players on the squad as well, and I think it'll lift the performance not just of those fringe players but also the first team players like we touched on before. Because there's that there's that much healthy competition now, but everyone's on the same page. And now we've got Champions League football. Yes, it's an extra competition, but it will rate it will automatically raise levels because Eddie Howe's not going to accept, you know, a half-hearted performance. Because if you do put in a half-hearted performance, there's a there's a chance, you know, that you'll lose your place. Um so having having that competition is is great. And you know, even the central midfielders, your Tonalis, your Brunos, your Joe Lintons, when you've got the likes of Willock. Longstaff, Miley, breathing down your neck, who are who are keen. You know they they want to play Champions League football. They want to they want to play in you know quarterfinals of FA Cups and stuff like that. So it, it it all this healthy competition can only be a good thing for the for the for the squad. Yeah, definitely. Um, all healthy, all going to kick us on um, to the next level. Uh, I fully expect us to be competitive in all four competitions, but in particular with those cup competitions off the back of that. Right, I'm going to ask you some of these questions individually, and then if you want to jump in with your with an opinion after that, go for it. Um, so, um, good one here. Um, where was it? Uh, from uh, Iren, uh, Malcolm, uh, welcome to the channel. Uh, he's put, what did you think about the extra time um, uh, the refs are adding on? Uh, Dan, I'll come to you with that one. What do you make about it over the course of this weekend? Um, didn't I didn't? Yeah, I've, I watch I watch a lot, a lot of the games this weekend. Uh, you you do kind of know now you're going to have a, a hell of a lot of extra time, but it didn't it didn't bother me so much, you know. Um, uh, of course the the Newcastle game, the the injury to, to Mings lengthened our our time uh, considerably because we're on the fifty fourth minute when the whole. Um, Martinez uh, taking out uh, me thing happened. So, but look at if if it if it makes it if if it's if we're getting all our our full allocated ninety minutes and it, it eliminates some of the the uh, games, let's say gamesmanship. Uh, oh, I don't mind so much. Anything to add about the? All I wanted to add, Pete, and, and I agree with Daz. I think you know, um, but there will be occasions this season where we are frustrated. 
teams will score in the lap where you know if there's an eight minutes as it on yeah we'll, we'll moan about it because we'll go oh, bloody hell you know there shouldn't have been eight minutes it was never eight minutes we're gonna we're gonna have that but i think it will yeah. we, you make your own luck and i think you know as long as we stay intense as long as we keep pressing as long as we keep working ours we make our own luck but one thing i will add i was watching the liverpool chelsea game um and i think it was the 65th minute and trent uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold um, was time-wasting over the throwing. So I reminded all my red mates. I said, oh, isn't that funny? 65th minute, away from home, 1-1, Trent's time-wasting. I said, where else have we seen that? But apparently, we made that up. So, just thought I'd add that in. Got booked for his own, didn't he? He certainly did. And I was yeah. I was pleased to see that card. He couldn't believe it, but you could tell by the look on his face, he was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he knew what he was doing. And then proceeded to give the worst throw possible that just yeah. gave the possession back to Chelsea. Just launched it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was pleased to see that. Surprisingly, nobody commented on that when I put it in my group chat. Very strange, yeah. but never mind. Not surprised. Not surprised. Um, right. Uh, going through, uh, just some comments on here from N9. Um Big W for our admin with the bro doesn't even want to be here tweet. Uh, they are they are playing a blinder at the moment with some yeah. of their, uh, their admin stuff. Um, that's for sure. Um, I'll come back to you on this one, Chris, because it is uh, Gordon related. Um, <laughs> I like the way Gordon runs the defenders ragged for 70 minutes, then Barnes comes on uh, and cap to capitalise. Clever strategy by... Eddie, would you, do you agree that it's a strategy, clever one? I think so, yeah. And I, I think, to be fair, we could we could see it the other way around. Um, you know, I can see Barnes starting and then bringing on Gordon. But this this is the thing, Kepti. It's all about the options. We've now got options, and this is the brilliant thing. We saw the same thing on the right with Jacob Murphy. You know, we've we've got options, and um, I'm 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 loving it. Definitely. Anything to add, Daz? Um. Yeah, no, it is a clever strategy, and I, look, that's why I'd like to. I, I, it's the same thing could come into effect if Gordon was on the right and Barnes on the left, and then bring Miggy on and run, run ragged as well. So, uh, yeah, it, it's it's going to be, uh, and we have we have um, Elliot Anderson as well as an option to come and play in, in that that wing position as well if if needs be. Yeah, four. We've got four lung busting uh, wingers that we've just spoke about there: Barnes, Gordon, Miggy, Murphy. Daz is right. We've got Elliot Anderson who can go there. We've got Isaac who can go there. We've got Willock who can go there. Joe Linton who can go there. Looking good. Yeah, Mur Murphy. Murphy's still one that surprised me. He's he he's a, a great utility player to have. And like, there's times yeah. in the past when I've put him up for auction. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. But no, he's, old, he's, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he, and he seems to to get it as well. You know. Um, no, happy that he's that he's with our uh, with our squad. Um, at the same time, I was just thinking as well because uh, I was thinking that today. I was thinking, imagine if someone else saw what the qualities that Murphy is now offering as well, and then threw in a nice little offer to him. Would we consider it? and then to to boost our FFP and go for someone else? I'm not trying to get rid of Murphy because I think he's 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 a quality asset to have first now, and I'd never thought I'd be saying that, but um. You never know. I, I I don't I don't know whether clubs could afford them now, Daz. Because I think I think you know we were previously talking about ten twelve million. I, I I wonder now whether we'd go. Well, we want twenty million for them, and it's whether or not a club would pay that. And for what he brings to us and our team, and yeah. you know Newcastle fan, Seriously. and 
gives 110% utility, right wing back, right back, even at a push. Um, and, and he just wants to be there. He just wants to be there, and you, you can't you can't doubt him in that. Every single there picture, I mean, just look how happy he is <laughs> all the time. He's just paying. The lad is just living. He's just living, living the dream. dream he? Living the dream. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, a few more things to um, to get through. Uh, there's a couple of conversations about this actually that are happening. I'll put this out here to both of you actually because it's it's relevant. Uh, Klopp asked about uh, when asked about the new Premier League rule where only one coach can be in the technical area at any one time. He said, "Think it's only a problem for one team, Newcastle." Sorry. Um, doesn't, doesn't Klopp have a history of saying things and they come back and biting them on the arse? Uh, yeah. If, did he say something like if if the day he he's Bidding or signing a hundred million pound player today he's out of a job or something like that, um, yeah. And yeah, this then, <laughs> while he the carry on, he's he's up down on on the sideline. Chris, is your mum still in the chat? <laughs> I, I said to her earlier, she needs to have a word with him. She needs to have a word. I, I, do you know what though? I, the more and more he mentions us and he talks about ceilings and he talks about can't compete and all stuff like that. It's all, it's all just, it's all just, he's rattled. He's absolutely yeah. rattled. And he knows come the 27th, there's nowhere to hide. Yes. We, we need to put them to the sword. Uh, we are, we are the one at St. James's. That's oh, sure. we do. We do. We do. Um, uh, another quick comment. Uh, Daz, uh, we're going to need a very wide pavement this year. Uh, referring to the uh, the oh, dog sure. walking, um, <laughs> we got one on there already, as you put on earlier. Um, right here, uh, somewhere here he is. He's like with his pop, his new pop. Yeah, he, that uh, pop needs a friend. Yeah. I hope he gets a friend next weekend. Yeah, he, he needs a sky blue friend next week, and then a, <laughs> a red friend after that. That would be that would be nice. Uh, but yeah, Brettsy, absolutely spot on. Um, Question. Before you leave that, do you think the Newcastle players are, get these these uh, memes as well and, and just like laughing at them? Uh, like last year, obviously, with the, the, the 20 dogs or 10 dogs that Isaac was, was floating around with. I'm sure I got a laugh in the changing room as well. So uh, be interesting to see how, how it plays out this season. Where we come up with the idea, I love it. It's quality. I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, more to come. Um, Stu, question, um, one of the lads um, put to me over the weekend, are we worried about losing our top players to the likes of Madrid, City, etc. over the next 12 to 18 months? They think they're bound to come sniffing. So Stu's mates think that those teams will come for our big players very, very soon. Are you worried about that over the next 12 to 18 months? I'll ask you both that one. You want to go first, Chris, or will I? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in. Yeah, just by the way, just to add on the dog comment, it was interesting. I had a link in with Klopp because I went to go and watch uh, my goddaughter play football this morning, and um, I was telling my mates that Klopp is always walking his dog on that very field. Um, I didn't see him this morning because he was probably you know preparing for the uh, preparing for the match. But yeah, so Klopp, maybe we'll see Klopp walking his dog, and we can mention it to him, and we can uh, <laughs> have a picture of Klopp's head. Maybe Isaac can be walking Klopp. I don't know. Something to think about, Daz. Um, so, um, no, I'll be, I'll be honest, Stu, not really. Um, 
I for two reasons. The first reason is that I think I think I struggle to see Newcastle players wanting to leave for the for, you know for these so-called bigger clubs because of the journey we're on. Yes, the pull of Real Madrid would be big and City and Bayern and teams like that. But I think one, we don't need to sell, so we get a maximum price for them anyway. And and the second reason is that I firmly believe that the club has we've probably got a list of players that we would approach should a circumstance happen. So I think even if we were to do that, we'd get our business all tied up. And if we did see, I don't know, and again, I'm throwing names out here, I'm not saying they're going, but, you know, if we did see a Bruno leave or we saw a Joe Linton leave or we saw a Botman leave or whatever, we'd just have a ready-made replacement ready to go. Um, I don't want to see any players leave, but I, I, I think the right decision would be made by the club and but we we we're in we're under no pressure to sell, and I can't see players wanting to leave either. I think, um, yeah, a top players that we don't want to to sell won't won't be going anywhere. Uh, we'll tie them down to, to contracts um, to make sure that'll happen as well. But I think we're all, there's also going to be an element of it that we are going to have to trade. We saw with ASM that we we do have to make a decision as well for for the that selling one player will allow us to bring in two let's say um because we can spread out the the price over a number of years with ffp let's say for example a miggy miggy next year um might next summer might might be someone that that we look to sell and then upgrade uh or i don't know but yeah it's not nothing to worry about yet and not not the the isaacs the brunos denali's uh the, the big, big apartments, uh, the, the key players, let's say. The key players don't get sold. It's as simple as that. Not if you're trying to build to win the league and be competitive in the Champions League. You don't sell your best players. Oh, mute again. I'd say. <laughs> so sorry. It's just, it's just bloody blaze. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Pete. Not to digress too much, but it, for you, I was going to say name five players, but there might be more. Who, who's, the, who's the spine or who are the players that you think are the untouchables that we, we just wouldn't even, it wouldn't even be a, a conversation? Um, the ones that I don't want to leave the club um, um, uh, are Isaac, um, Sandro Tonali. Bruno, but I think he'll be part of the other group, if I'm honest with you, if I'm being totally honest. So the ones I don't want to leave, Isaac, Bruno, Sandro, Joe Linton, um, Sven Botman. Um, and then I think, I think there's potential for someone like Harvey Barnes to be in there. Um, potential for him to be in there. I don't think he'll leave. I think he'll fully see out of his contract. But those five, Isaac, Bruno, Sandro, Botman, Joe Linton, they're my own sellables. But I think Bruno will be part of the sellables at some point, I'm being honest. Okay. Um, happy for me to be one. To, only got a couple left. Yeah, go for it. Um, well, well there's, there's one little comment here from Ian um, McKenna. I hope you're well. Barnes in numbers. That's three goals and two assists in two games. I think um, on as a sub, uh, you are absolutely right. 
more to come. Um, that question we've already had about selling players. Um, we've got from Brexit again. Interesting to see this year the player getting kicked seems to be picking up cards for waving an imaginary card, mm-hmm. whereas the kicker gets away scot free. I think is what he was referring to say. Um, I think he's referring to Bruno getting the yellow card because I think there was a foul on Tonali when he gets pulled back blatantly. The free kick gets given. I think Bruno picks up the board and kind of puts his hand up like that. And then the referee makes a beeline for him to book him and make a point. Uh-huh. To do it. Whether it's just something to emphasise to the players early on in the season and it fizzles out, I don't know. But are you boys in the same mindset? Got a different opinion well, on that? Every year they, they try to bring in different rules or tweak things a bit. I think that there's, there's been a raft of that kind of over the number of matches at the weekend. It'll probably keep playing out until someone picks up two yellow cards for, for doing that or one of them being like that and gets sent off for just doing that. And then it gets to the stage that's ridiculous and they have to relax a little bit. But yeah, you, you kind of don't want that in, in the game either. But um, you have a bit of common sense uh, approach to it too. Like you wouldn't send a player off for doing that. Like let's say someone's in a yellow and they do that. It's it's uh, it's a farce then at that stage. So um you could you could argue the other way though, Daz, if they carry on doing it, um, will managers be saying, Listen, no more of this. Don't be doing this. Yeah. Just li- leave it, stop it. Because otherwise it's a bit like when players were taking the shirts off, you know, when they scored a goal. And now yeah. they just don't do it. I mean, it, obviously if it, if it if it means nothing and you know they're not gonna you know that they haven't already been booked and towards the end of the season, yes, they may do it. But you, you you see a lot less of that, so maybe referees are trying to you know stamp it down and just go listen to zero tolerance. Now you do that, you're getting booked, um, yeah. and then players will soon catch on and go, better stop doing that. No, nah. as long as we're not, as long as our players ain't getting booked, I don't really care. But um, that's <laughs> the important thing. Uh, Alan Thompson has made one point on here. That we've started. There's a couple of interesting ones in the chat to, to wrap up. But um, so, um, how is Billy feeling on away days? Obviously, he's on about Villa Billy. Uh, it's going to be a good um, on race for short show when he's next on. We'll, we will look at uh, sorting out another one of those very, very soon and we'll get Billy on for his thoughts. Um, that's for sure. But what was interesting is that um, Bobby put on that conversation that I talked about where I thought that Bruno might be part of the sellable ones in the future. And he put, um, we, uh, we get, say, 80 million for Bruno and we bring in another top draw midfielder. Someone else had come back and said, well, if Casado's going for 110, what's Bruno Gamera's value? So, boys, I'm going to ask you, what, what is, uh, hypothetically, his current value for you right now um, at Newcastle United? What is he valued at? Not what we're looking to sell him at, because we don't want to sell him, but what is his value at this stage? Bruno. Um, realistic value uh, for Bruno. Here I go again. Um, I'm going to say 135 million for Bruno. 135 million. Okay. Chris? It's a, ve- it's a very, very interesting question, isn't it? Because Bruno plays in the six. And if you were to say to me, <clears throat> if Arsenal wrangles now and went, we'll give you rice, we'll take Bruno, I'd say no. So 
Vice went for 105. Mm-hmm. Um, Caicedo's meant to be going for 111. Um, I'd say, I'd say, do you know what? Do you know what? It's a bit of a cop out. I'd say probably the same as Isaac. I'd say probably 120 million um, price tag. Uh, sorry, 120 mil value. I think the club would look at maybe 130, 140, similar to what Daz said. I, I think, I think if they if they went over 110, I think the club would listen. Being honest, um, maybe push to 120, 130. That's how I see it. Um, yeah. What about you, Pete? No, exactly the same. 120 million is his current value for me right now. Uh, but I wouldn't sell him for anything less than 150. Um, we don't need to sell him. We don't want to sell him. But if a team's willing to pay mm-hmm. crazy money for our, one of our players, and there's a player out there that we can go and spend for considerably less than that, um, and end this FFP as a conversation for a number of years that helps us progress, then that's a conversation we, we'd need to have. But I don't think we'll be having that conversation for, for quite a while. I've got to be honest with you. Um, if that, ha- without, if that happens... Oh, sorry, sorry. No, I was just going to say, if that happens, we, um, we're, we're selling Bruno for those 150 million or whatever. That's, that's like a, a Keegan Cole situation on the steps, just trying to explain it to the, the fans, you know, uh, moment. Because the knock-on effect there as well, it's a hypothetical situation, which we don't want to, to, to happen, uh, just bear that in mind, is that the, the knock-on effect to Joe Linton and... At that stage, by you, Tunali as well, it, 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 domino effect. But uh, yeah, who would we be bringing in them? But um, yeah, it would be that would be a, a massive uh, move that was there to ever happen on the line. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just to just to echo what you said, does definitely don't want it to happen. Not suggesting he's going. Not suggesting we'd sell him. But throwing it out there, devil's advocate. You know what we do. Um, if Saudi were to come in and go one fifty, bang. I'm no expert on um, amortization, but theoretically, players then over five year contracts. So you're talking, are you talking? We'd have 750 million to spend. Like if they put the if they put the whole whack in front, and we and they said we'll give you 150 million cash up front, that transforms the whole squad. I'm not saying yeah. I want to get rid of them, but that's a deal. That's a that's a game changer. You know, that's a that's a Bavella. That's a that's a um. That's a Bavella, that's a um Phil and Mendy. It's a, you know, you're getting a centre back, a, a left back, you're getting another central midfielder, you you've upgraded the right wing, you're bringing in a third choice striker. That that's that's for me, but I'm not not saying I want rid of him, not saying we should do it. No, just just a conversation. Yeah. Uh, and, and one thing to add to that is what you said is that we, we don't even need Saudi to pay all that money up front. It'd be great if they did, because as Darren Neal's quite well rightly talked about in his latest interview, is that as soon as a, a fee is agreed for one of our players and they pay that money, that money automatically goes into our accounts as it is. And it may well be structured over the point of time, but it automatically goes in. So, so for example, 23 million and the set maximum, that automatically shows up in our accounts as 23 million, even if it is structured over a few years. Ah, so we can, go and set, we can go and use it straight away. Oh, okay. I thought it was quite interesting. So we don't need necessarily <clears throat> the money up front. 
I thought we did because I've well, had a before, and I we've did. said well, if Saudi going to play up front, then great because we can go and spend it. But actually, the reality is, and Darren Neal said it in a recent interview, I think it was the other day, um, that money for whatever the buying club agrees the fee with you with. So, for example, if it was 150 million for a player, like, and it might be staggered over how many years. But that automatically shows into your account as 150 ah, million. You okay. can go then and do what you want with it. So mm. I thought that was really interesting. But um, a couple of other points. Your mum is still there, Chris, when I asked the question. She needs to have a word of the clock. Um, so I'll get you when you're on your next call with her to just remind her of that conversation. Um, uh, Predator is put, all right, lads. Um, uh, as the team and the club evolves, players will come and go. That's just the way evolution is. For example, Maxi leaving uh, was to help bring in an upgrade such as Harvey Barnes, which is absolutely right. Um, and the last one from me uh, is from Stu, in fact, but the last comment from me. Unpopular opinion, maybe, but I can see us going for a keeper um, who's better with his feet within the next couple of seasons. I yes agree. or no, if you agree, boys. I agree, holy. It's going to happen. Where I, I love Nick Pope, um, mm. uh, but yeah, it, it is going to happen down the line. And I think yeah, next summer might be the time to, to start looking and someone to com- compete with, with Pope, not to replace him straight away, rather than just to compete and let, let them battle it out. Look at look at the the changes and keepers and look at look at Chelsea. There's and Kepa going to Real Madrid because Courtois got injured and they're going to bring in someone else now as well. And I know they have brought in Sanchez from from Brighton, but uh, yeah, it's, it's merry go around with goalkeepers at the moment as well. And what's happening with David De Gea? He still hasn't got a club, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and look at look at Hugo Hugo Lloris retired there after after uh, uh, we played Spurs. So um, yeah, yeah, a bit yeah. a bit like the um, a bit like the striker conversation before, boys. You know, we we were saying that there's not there's, there's not an influx is there of top 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 level strikers. You could argue yeah. the same thing for the keepers. Like I I was going to say to you boys then, or who would you pick? But it's a hard question because you don't you look at from... other keepers and go, oh, they're mm. brilliant, they're excellent, they're this, they're that. A lot of teams are struggling to, to really bring yeah. in a top, top draw goalkeeper. It seems that they've um, you know diminished a little bit. Yeah, I, I have the same problem in FIFA. Uh, Diego Costa from um, from Porto was the only one Porto. I yeah. <laughs> ever seemed to think of to bring in. But yeah, there's, there's not that many... Up and coming out there that I know I'm aware of, but um, Don of Rome, that, 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 yeah, Don of Rome, yeah, he's, he's class, he's, oh, yeah. he's a PSG, so he's not going to want exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, that I think, boys, is, is about it from me. What I will say is, is that there's just under 200 likes in the chat currently, but there's 270 plus watching right now. So if you haven't already, just click the like. Thanks for watching, click subscribe. Let's get us on the way to get us right in the thick of things from 6K and we're going to be moving further and forward um, as the weeks progress. But thank you for tuning in as always, boys. Nice one. For you. Yeah, no, no. Apologies to everyone who had the, 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 the streamer chats uh, stopped working for us. We weren't able to see your comments, but great, Pete, but for a few of the comments up. Uh, but yeah, hope you enjoyed our reaction show. We'll be back for more during the week. Uh, there's going to be a few shows unloaded during the week, and then we'll be back with an away day show party on the Thursday and a reaction show on the Sunday. So thanks for sticking with us. And uh, Chris, what would you like to say? How would you like that? 
Hope you like that. Good night.